We're live, Trading Lever podcast. Myself, uh, Steve Boxman, and I'm joined by my co-host Dave from Boxing's First. Dave, we'll get straight into it, mate. What a fucking fight that was last night. <laughs> mate, that was, that was everything and more than I thought it was going to be. We obviously had our predictions, and our predictions ultimately came true. But the method, that fight, that was on a whole nother level. I've always said... A great fight takes two great fighters, and we saw two great fighters last night. It was fucking incredible. I'm still hyped. I, can't, I couldn't sleep for about an hour and a half after it, and then I just kept waking up. I might watch it again later. So, oh, just what what boxing was, fans want to see that? It was that good, mate. And it's a, a big punch in the face or a, a little bit of a slap round the face for the people that said we didn't need this third fight. It was a waste of time. I'm not interested in this. Uh, listen, if those people didn't watch Dave, they've, they've missed out big time. And going back watching highlights is not going to do it justice, mate. But watching it live, I'm, I'm feeling the effects now, as I'm sure you are. As well, <laughs> mate, mate. But it was fucking quality to watch, mate. All it that was. shit. We know, we know it's been that that sort of rivalry anyway. There's been something happening in and out the ring for every one of the fights. And what a way, what a way to finish it. What a way to finish it. Mate, we had the build-up. There was nonsense in the build-up again. We had the gloves having to be cut open to prove that these horsehair gloves are just as padded as, as your standard gloves. It's just a different composition within the glove. The less protection on your hands. Wilder's worn these gloves before. Not the Baffin, but he's wore MX before and he knows full well, but he's injured his hands. We've seen many fighters wear these horsehair gloves and they've injured the hands so they stick back to a bigger glove. And everybody in boxing knows that. And it's just a shame that... I suppose it added to the build-up, but at the same time, it's infuriating when people was sort of taken away from Fury's, the second fight. It took a lot away from it because no matter who you spoke to, if they if they wanted to take, you know, downplay Fury's victory, they just come out with all that crap. And it seems now even the most hardened Fury fans have finally decided, you know what, he, he, he's just been the better fighter on... Probably three out of three occasions, but he's had his Andres two, two of the three occasions. And it's good to see that they've accepted that. It, it is good because it, it was just, it was draining. It was draining and it could have took a lot from the fight. But luckily the fight, just as we've mentioned, he fucking delivered me. Yeah. And to be honest, Dave, we've spoken about it on here. And of course, the, the build up to this one in particular has been... It's been unbearable at times with, with across social media with some of the fans. Like just shout out to Boxing Exposure there. And you, you can see there the, 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 the British Tea fan. And as we know, <laughs> uh, one, one, one particular Wilder fan has, has made, that, made that a thing. So I'm sure he's getting a bit of stick across social media today. But listen, listen he, he's, he's stuck by his man for what I see. So fair play to him. But at the end of the day, Dave... Um, it was a great way to finish what has been a hectic rivalry. It's been one of the most weirdest trilogies we've ever seen, but it, we're going to look back on it. We're always going to look back yeah. on it. Now, it won't quite be like the one behind me here. I don't no. think it's going to be held in the, the same boat as that, but it, it's going to be a, a memorable trilogy for, for many, many years. It's going to be talked about just for the sheer drama, the... The action in the ring and obviously the controversy outside it as well. It's just, it's unforgettable, Dave. But one thing I do want to mention, because both of these guys get, get a lot of stick from rival fan bases and so on. But I think both fan bases yesterday, regardless of what outcome, the outcome was and so on, I think they both have to look at it and say both those guys in there deserve 
the utmost respect because they both showed incredible heart and courage throughout that fight. And to, for Wilder to be in there for so long was, was incredible. And he, he got what he wanted. He wanted to be given the chance to go out on his shield. We knew that from the last fight. And he, well, he pretty much did go out on his shield in this one, Dave. But the heart and courage shown by both. Fury getting dropped twice in the fourth round. Things could have gone wrong there. Taking taking a big right hand from someone like Wilder, it, it, it's no joke, Dave, as we know. And for him to get back up, resettle himself and come back from that round, I don't think he lost the round after that, Dave. And no. he was just completely in control. But, of course, with that right hand of Wilder's, you're always thinking he's still in the fight. He, we yeah. could just catch him again. And that, that was the worry. Um, but, yeah, Dave, they both deserve huge respect for the heart and courage they've shown, it. they've shown in there last night, don't they, Dave? Yeah, absolutely. We never questioned either man's heart. We've seen both men come off the canvas before when Fury got dropped off. Cunningham, obviously, it was a bit different because we expected Fury to win that fight anyway. But the second fight, when Fury just steamrolled Wilder, he just keeps getting up. You have to nail him down. And I put a post out on Twitter last night. You can question his technique. You can question his ability, his footwork, his balance. You can question any part of his game, but never, ever question that man's heart because he's got enough heart for the fucking heavyweight division combined. And that, along with his his, his punch power, makes him dangerous to the very last second. I think it was the end of the ninth round. He clocked Fury and I thought, Fury's fucking going again here. And... Wilder's legs are stiff, he doesn't look right, his eyes are f wide open because he's, he's just taking a shallow in. You think he's nothing left, he can't generate that power because his legs have gone. And then he does, he generates that power again and you're thinking, the man just has no quitting him. Now, it, it, I found it hard to, to like Wilder, not for Wilder, but for the bullshit that his fans came up with. He sort of... It's not a reflection on Wilder, even though he did play along, but you've got to take a lot of what these boxers say in the build-up to a fight with a pinch of salt. They'll say anything just to get under skin to, to make the fight. Did he truly believe Fury cheated? Maybe he doesn't anymore because he just had it the second time and we know full well he didn't cheat. But he's just incredible. Incredible how he came out and you've seen the changes straight away. He was obviously physically bigger. He was much bigger than he normally is. And he started targeting that that torso of Fury, he started dropping them shots and he was looking for that right hand over the top. He's trying to bring Fury's guard down and we've seen it coming. And then as early as the second or third round, he just didn't physically look right. He was skirting the edges of the ring and I thought he's done, he's gone. And, I, and my missus doesn't really watch boxing, but when it's a big fight, she sees how excited I am. She'll come and join me and she asks the same questions. It's just fucking annoying. But she... She was like, what's wrong with him? Thought, thought, thought he was good. I said, he is good. Like, don't cut him out. And then Fury dropped him and I thought, that's it. You know, he's fight done. I can't see him coming back from this. And then minutes later, Fury's looking up from the canvas and you're thinking, he's not getting up here. He looked like he didn't know what had hit him. He was all over the place. And then he went down the second time. You're thinking... He's done here because you can't afford to be hurt against a, a man like Wilder. And that end of that round could not come soon enough for Fury. <laughs> he got back to that corner and Sugar Hill ripped him a new asshole. He went mad. Get behind that fucking job. <laughs> it's simple stuff. And when he did, he made it look comfortable. He, he stopped Wilder getting that right hand off. But that's not Fury, is it? It wouldn't be Fury if he just went out and jabbed the decision. He likes a fight and we sin. We mentioned the buff-ass tactics. He's going to lean on Wilder. He's going to push Wilder into the ropes. And 
he did get told off on a few occasions, but this is heavyweight boxing. This is going to happen. And I think Wilder was happy to clinch at times because he was hanging on as well. So just an incredible fight. And it's good to see, like I say, on social media, a lot of the bullshit that was going about before and has dropped and there seems to be, they'll always get the assholes. But it seems like the majority of fight fans are just amalgamated and have a mutual respect for what was on display last night because you can't, if you didn't enjoy that fight, then I'm sorry, it doesn't get much more edgy, seat, heart pounding, fucking exciting fights than that. You'll not see much better than that. Yeah, it was It was just all action, Dave, wasn't it? And it's just one of those fights, you, you just never know what's coming. You think you can read the fight and once Fury got in control, you think that's it now. He's yeah. just going to be able to to take control of this, maybe stop him, maybe see it out. But then he gets caught with a right hand. It, 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 <laughs> it, it, it's boxing that, and that's why we love it, Dave. And that's yes. what heavyweight boxing's about as well. And heavyweight boxing for the last however many years, it hasn't been as exciting as what it should be. But that was a real heavyweight fight, Dave. That's what heavyweight boxing is all about. And like I said, Dave, that the trilogy is going to be remembered quite differently to some of the greatest ones of all time, but it, it is not going to be forgotten, Dave. And that final fight was just some way to finish what has been an absolute roller coaster of a ride. But Listen, the, the corner was never going to throw in the towel for Wilder. We no. know that after the last fight. It, that was never going to happen. But there were times in there, Dave, where you were just looking, thinking, you, you want this fight to stop now. Yeah. But of course, Wilder wanted to go out on his shield, and, and that he did. But you didn't you didn't have to see it ending with him out on the floor like that. It, it, you don't want a ref to jump in too soon. And I think the ref was brilliant jumping in at that moment before yeah. he'd even hit the canvas. He knew that, look, I'm not letting yeah, this go. Yeah, yeah. Because Wilder would have tried to get up again. We know that. Um, but, yeah, it, it was those last few rounds, it, it was it was a bit of a tough watch seeing him seeing him take a bit of a beating. Didn't have much behind him, his legs. He was, he was throwing some shots and you could see there just weren't much there behind it. But, listen, credit to the man. He, he, he wants to go out. Like we said, he, he's got incredible heart. He, he's, he's, he's a true warrior, as is Fury, as we've seen, when he got dropped twice and he's come back. But, yeah, there, there, there literally is, as you said, Dave, there's no quitting Wilder. And if, if you can criticise him for anything, it's not going to be his heart. But one thing you can criticise him for, Dave, um, is the way he handles defeats. Now, of course, after the, the last fight, he, he didn't take it too well. Um, the excuses came out, the cheat accusations came out, and it went beyond ridiculous. And then he went away and he he, he started working hard and he got a new trainer and he, he he was doing the right things, Dave. But this time around, I'm I'm interested to I'm interested to see how that's gonna go. Now I'm not gonna I'm not going to give him too much stick for last night. It, it was a tough fight. He, he barely knew where he was when he was sat on that stall at the end there, Dave. So I know a lot of people get in six and he should have shook her, he should have shook Fury's hand. He should have whatever. He should have they should have shown their respect there. But after taking a beating like that, I, I can give him the benefit of the doubt. What I'm interested to see now is how he goes away and then reflects on it, and then how does he show Fury respect? Does he come out and, and, and give an interview and say, look, this is it, credit to Tyson Fury, he was the better man, he beat me the second time, and he's come back and he's done it again and so on. We want to see that happening. We like the respect in the sport, Dave. We like the nonsense as well sometimes, but at the end of the day, especially after three tough fights like they've just had, you want, you want to see the two fighters showing the respect to each other. So I'm hopeful he's going to do that. Um, I'd, I'd be very disappointed if he doesn't come out 
and and show his respect. And if he comes out and 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 handles it in the way he did he did last time, Dave, he's going to lose a lot more respect. I know a lot of uh, a lot of fans, particularly Fury fans, don't really respect him too much anyway. But if he doesn't come out and address that and and show some kind of sportsmanship, some kind of respect, then then he's going to get a lot more stickers any day. So hopefully, after some reflection on it and a bit of recovery time, he's going to be able to do that. It might be one of them where you don't hear anything and then in years to come when they both retire and they have these sit around the table chats when they bring the great fighters back to talk, maybe they'll see each other in a different light. But I think right now, while there's a winner, he's a winner and sometimes fighters like that, they just don't know how to handle that defeat. Obviously, he hid behind the excuses on the last occasion to try and mask and maybe fool himself because maybe it's a chink in the armour if you've, if you've took a defeat and he doesn't want to think that he can be beat fairly and squarely and now he has you know JD's couldn't have sat any closer to Tyson Fury during that hand wrap even Tyson Fury said you come and sit here because you missed a knuckle duster last time so take a seat right here you need to watch this and you know there was no cheating and there wasn't the first time but he's just the type of character he is, he's never going to accept defeat. Some people can and and some people can't, but I think in years to come, when it's settled down, when the tension isn't there anymore and they can both look back and, and, and look at what they gave the boxing fans. We went from one extreme to the other last night in two fights. We've seen fucking Frank Sanchez and Jack Babor the place out and you don't want to see that. Not a UK fan at four in the morning trying to keep away from the main event. And then he just flipped Wilder with his mind games beforehand. They come out when he wants because he's Deontay Wilder and all that stuff. And Fury like, all right, you, you do what you want. And the, the costumes and, and the hype, it's, it's just what it's all about. And I think Wilder will maybe appreciate that more when he's mellowed in a few years to come. And who knows, we might see him again, we might not. <sighs> Hopefully we do because I think, all right, he took a hiding last night, but... He's still showed he's got plenty left. I don't. People are saying that he'll never be the same after that fight. I think he will be the same. He, 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 you're not going to take what's he took away from him. He, you're not going to take that heart away from him. You're not going to take that power away from him. Even in the latter stages of the fight, he was still throwing. It's not as if he was being absolutely outclassed, just turtle shell defence, just wanted no part of it. He's mentally been wrought off. I don't believe he was. He still gave what he can give, which... He's that big right hand. And I don't think this fight will will affect him physically, certainly. Mentally, he might take a bit of getting over because, like I've just mentioned, he's, he's not going to be the best best loser. And he isn't, and we know he isn't. But what better way to get over a defeat than to go out and have a devastating knockout win? And I'm sure he'll be desperate to do that. Yeah, well, it'll be interesting to see, David. Obviously, we don't know what what the hunger situation will be with Wilder now after those two fights. Obviously, like you said, some people will say he can't come back from that, but of course he can come back from it. It's just whether he wants to come back from that now, Dave. He, he's not getting any younger. Um, he's, he's he's had a long career now, and if he feels that he can't beat Tyson Fury, who's clearly at the moment the, the number one heavyweight in the world, is he is he still going to be motivated to come back and fight someone else? in an untitled fight, for example, because we're heading towards Fury getting an undisputed shot at some point. Of course, we need to see what the outcome of uh, Usyk AJ2 will be, but 
Yeah, is he going to settle for second best? Uh, of course, he's always looked at him, looked at himself, regardless of what anyone else has said, Dave. He's always looked at himself as one of the best heavyweights, if not the best heavyweight in the world. When he was WBC champion, regardless of whether we think those were, were good title defences, he felt like the king of the division. He felt that. So now having suffered two crushing defeats, how is he going to take that? How is he going to come back? So it's an interesting one to see. He came back, he, he tried his hardest to come back strong in this second fight and he he, he made the adjustments and he, he tried to change the approach and so on. But is he going to be able to do that for a fight against somebody else, not Tyson Fury? I don't know, Dave, but I hope he comes back. There's still good fights out there for him. And we've spoken about it on here in the last few weeks. We're talking fights with Joshua Steele, Dillian White, Usyk even. Those are fights we I would be more than happy to see regardless. So... I hope he can go away and and he and he can come back and at least come back for a few more fights and and just just continue from where he is because losing to Tyson Fury alone it, it is it shouldn't define his career it shouldn't define his career let's be honest Tyson Fury is the man to beat now and at the moment can anyone beat him that that's the question which we're going to go on to in a minute Dave but I wouldn't get himself if I was him. Don't get yourself too down about losing to Tyson Fury. Yes, it, it was crushing in the way it happened, but listen, you, you can come back and there's still some big fights out there for you. So it'd be interesting to see. But Dave, let's talk about the approach. Now you touched upon it already. Of course, Fury is a man who who knows how to use his size, and he certainly got a lot of size. We know that, Dave. And, Joshua, as we know, he struggled to impose himself against Usyk, even though he had the size advantage there. Fury's not the type of man to 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 not use that advantage. We see it in every fight. We spoke about it in the build-up, and we knew exactly what he was going to try and do. He wasn't going in there to outbox Wilder, even though he's the better boxer than Wilder. We know that. He wasn't going in there to do that. He was going in there to do the exact same thing he did last time, to smother him, to overwhelm him. To, to put all his weight on him and just to to take everything away from Wilder. And, and he pretty much did that for the majority of the fight there, Dave. But in terms of Wilder's approach, of course, he came in heavier. Um, I don't, I'm not too sure what, what the thinking was behind that. Maybe it was they were thinking about in the clinches and he'll be a bit stronger. You're not going to outstrength Tyson Fury. We spoke about Joshua trying to outbox Alexander Usyk. We're along the same lines here of Deontay Wilder trying to out-muscle or out-strength Tyson Fury. It, it's not going to happen. So it's easy to say it in hindsight, Dave. It, it could have gone the other way and he could have had explosive power off the back of that. But surely now the, the thinking must be he could have come in a little bit lighter. Look for that Look for that sharpness. Look for that speed a little bit more. Because at times he did look a little bit slow. I'm not going to lie, Dave. And... But yeah, like I said, hindsight, it's easy to sit here in hindsight and say it, Dave. But just just my thoughts, I just you're not gonna outstrip Tyson Fury, are you, Dave? So what do you what are your thoughts on the game plan? Because of course you mentioned it in the first round he came out, he was jabbing to the body, and I was thinking, hold on a sec, he looks pretty good here. Yeah. Surely he's not gonna be able to keep this up for twelve rounds. And of course he didn't. And and it, he sort of neglected it and forgot about throwing yeah. those jabs to the body and it disappeared. So what do you think the game plan was? And where did it we, go? Man we mentioned if he's coming heavy like that, he's got four or five rounds tops to finish that fight because 
he's not used to carrying that weight. And like I said, my missus was watching and I said he, he, he can't carry that weight on them legs for, for the duration. He's, he's, he's got four rounds to get this job done. And she's saying, oh, well, look at the size of Tyson. He's just a fat pudding. So, but Tyson's always been that fat pudding. His body and his heart and his lungs and his cardiovascular system is used to carrying that weight for so long. But when you've put half a stone on, between fights, he hasn't had the chance to... And he's talking about 350-pound bench presses. Why is a man doing a 350-pound bench pressing? You, you know, you're talking explosive workout sessions. Time and time again, these top coaches, Angelo Dundee, Freddie Roach, yeah, Eddie Sportsman. Sorry to cut you off. Just on that 350-pound bench press. Now, of, of course, he mentioned the fact that He's bench pressing 350 pounds. So being able to push and hold off Tyson Fury is not going to be a problem. But what you've got to remember is how much did Fury weigh for the fight? 277. How much did he weigh, Dave? And he's 277. And yeah, and then he's throwing his weight around as well. That, yeah. That's the thing. He, he's throwing that extra weight around. And listen, it, it's not the same. Lifting, lifting up a set of weights and bench pressing something is not going to. It's not an indication of whether you can push another man off, for example, Dave. You, you can't measure you can't measure Tyson Fury's strength, for example. He weighs no. that much, but how how can you measure how strong that man is? And just by him leaning on him and putting his weight all over him, listen, get in the bin with that fucking three hundred and fifty pound fucking rep. It's, it, it's it all right. Fucking... Bench pressing three hundred and fifty pound, but how many reps are you doing? Because you're pushing Tyson Fury off you twenty, thirty times around. And how well are you doing it as well? Exactly. You know, it it, it was a bizarre. He he, like you say, hindsight. We're all fucking geniuses after the event, aren't we? But that explosive power, it was there because we seen him drop Tyson twice. And back to your point before, how does Wilder get mentally get over that? He can convince himself, and 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 he's right in doing so. That like he was thirty seconds away from stopping Fury that last night. He was thirty seconds away from knocking Fury the fuck out, and that's. The, the true fact. So we can take that away from the fight. And I think that that will help somewhat soften the blow. But back to the point, he came in heavy. We knew the game plan must have been to close shop early. He nearly paid dividends, but the longer that fight was going on, you could see. And we mentioned it. I said between six and nine, he got to 11. It could have been stopped earlier. He did look a sobby sight at times in there. And if it wasn't Deontay Wilder and he hadn't give the speech leading up to the fight of not being stopped, if he didn't carry that one-punch knockout power, he may well have been stopped. But because we know what Deontay Wilder possesses and we know that his wish was to go out on his shield... He was given, even the doctor gave him a chance to referee. He had a look at him on more than one occasion. I felt the counts was quite slow, not just for Fury, for Wilder as well. I felt yeah, the referee was yeah, yeah, very generous with the count. He wanted that fight to go on. And that takes nothing away from the fight. They both went down, they both got back up, and they both shown that they belong at the, at the highest, highest level. And, and we can only appreciate, like you say, we're in the moment now, but in years to come, we'll look back at that and it'll be one of them fights that's replayed time and time again because one of the trilogies with the whole build-up is just just phenomenal. It had everything and I don't want to figure too far off the subject. It's just this shame that AJ didn't get his side of the bargain done. Maybe he will in the rematch. We'll come on to that in, in, in months to come. But we one one fight away from having a fucking big British heavyweight on this field and it's typical for us, isn't it? Something drips yeah, us up. Yeah, of course, Dave. But do you know what, Dave? I've said it before, and although like for British fans, having Fury against Joshua for the undisputed battle is fucking massive. Come on, yeah. it is massive. 
we see we see Lewis and Bruno fight for just the WBC title years ago, and that was huge. This yeah. would be absolutely monumental, Dave. It would be massive. But at the same time, for, for me, I've always just maintained, I just want to see an undisputed fight heavyweight. Yeah. I couldn't give two shits who the two fighters were in the ring. I couldn't give two shits if it was Wilder against Usyk, if it's Fury against Wilder, Fury against Joshua, whatever. Give me an undisputed heavyweight fight. We've been crying out for it. The last undisputed heavyweight fight, Dave, 1999. Lewis against Holyfield. It's far too long. It's far too long. And 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 in a year of boxing where we've seen Josh Taylor and Ramirez fight for the undisputed title, we've seen Charlo and Castano fight for the undisputed title. We've got Canelo and Plant coming up for the undisputed title. So these undisputed championship fights are starting to come about. And it, it's been a while since we've seen so many of them. So that's a positive. As much as we like to moan about boxing, that is a positive. So if we can get a heavyweight one to add to that, Dave, I'm happy. And... We possibly, well, we'll be two fights away from that. We've got Usyk and Joshua uh, in the rematch and we're going to have Fury against White now, it looks like. So yeah. those two fights and then we should be getting an undisputed. Whether it's White against Usyk, White against <laughs> Joshua, Fury against Joshua, whatever. I don't give a shit at the moment. I just want to see that undisputed fight. But it'll be interesting because I'm sure if uh, Fury takes on, on White, he's going to have a rematch clause there. Not that I expect him to lose, but just the way boxing goes, these rematch rematch clauses are becoming a bit of a pain in the ass and just slowing everything down. But look, like we said, some people said they didn't need to see last night's fight. I'm fucking glad we did see it. That's the yeah, most important yeah. thing, Dave, because it's a bloody good fight. So, yeah, I'm all for an undisputed whoever it is. So just let's just bring it on, Dave. But go back to Wilder, right? We, we spoke about whether he's going to continue and so on. So... Put yourself in his shoes, right? He's going to continue. Who does he fight next? Who is a realistic opponent for him to go in and fight? Obviously, the most important thing, if he's going to get back in the ring, he wants to come in, he wants to knock someone out. And, yeah. and let's honest, a lot of fighters last night from that right hand, they would have been out for the count. Whether they were up on the scorecards against him wouldn't have mattered. Fury's a, a, a different beast when it comes to that, as we've seen against Wilder a few times now, but... Who, who, who's he going to go for if he does get back in the ring, Dave? I'm all for Wilder and Joshua, like I said, but that will only come about after Usyk and Joshua. If Usyk beats Joshua again, I don't give a shit. Throw Wilder and Joshua in there. I'm happy for yeah. that. No belts. Who gives a shit? It's a fight I've always yeah. wanted to see. I'm still taking that fight. And it's still going to be it's still going to be a big sell. People are still going to turn out in numbers for that one. People are still going to buy that pay-per-view because it's still intriguing, Dave. Even after last night, people uh, I've seen a lot of people on social media talking about they're convinced now after watching that fight, Wilder knocks Joshua out. And and we spoke about it, Dave. And if Joshua turned up and fought Wilder like he did against Susie, I don't know. Maybe, maybe that would be the style, but maybe he does get knocked out. So if he gets caught with one of those right hands like Fury did last night, it's good night. That, yeah. That's for sure. So I'm still down for that fight. But that uh, we're looking at Joshua and Usyk probably March. Uh, you would think Wilder's probably going to take a good few months off if he does come back anyway. Yeah. So maybe that, that could be his next fight, Dave, against uh, uh, Joshua if he loses to Usyk. But what do you think, Dave? Who, who's a realistic opponent for him if he does come back? He'd want to look good, wouldn't he? And I think maybe a Charles Martin, highly ranked, far higher rank than I give him credit for. I don't believe he should be where he's at. And I think Wilder absolutely destroys him. It's an all-American fight. It's big. It'll do It'll do numbers. 
just veering off subject again, as I always do. The, the fucking stadium was packed last night, weren't it? The pay-per-views would have done well last night. Everybody was talking about it. Let's cut the bullshit. Just because they've had two fights already, it's fucking nonsense. It's a good fight. Uh, what about Big Man Hellenius? Did it last night, didn't he? And that's another fight. They've sparred together. They know each other very well. And I think Wilder's got the explosive power to, to make Hellenius look really awful because what? He's thudding, plodding power, Hellenius. He's not fast. He, he's, and I think that Wilder can look good there. He needs something just to up that confidence because two bad defeats, you know, and you can't... Uh, Fury, Fury, Joshua is just... It's too much three fights on the bounce. And I don't think anybody could deny the man a, a, a gimme fight. I don't think... If you're a fucking harsh bastard if you deny that man a gimme fight because he's give everything the last... Last two fights, he'd give it all. So, yeah. you know, Fury, it what? Makes Fury. it makes sense. Come back in with a fight like that, and then then look towards one of the other guys in and around yeah. it. Of course, like I said, the, the loser of Joshua against Usyk, the loser of uh, Fury against White. They, they're good fights. Andy Ruiz. That's a fight I've spoken about yeah. many times. I'm more than happy to see that fight as well. So. There's fights out there for him, Dave. And like we said, we've said it many times on here, and I'll, I'll say it again. No matter what you think about Wilder, he brings entertainment. He played yeah. his part in that fight last night. And that fight was entertaining because of him as well as it was Fury as well. The 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 exciting factor is that right hand there, Dave. And like we said, when he got dropped in the third and he looked like he was gassed out at that stage yeah, already, yeah. he looked finished, the legs went like they did in the last fight. To then come back in that next round and knock Fury down twice. That's why he's incredible. No matter what you say about his ability, no matter how bad of a boxer you think he is, that right hand is on another planet, mate. So that brings excitement because at any given moment, lights could be switched out or a fight fight changing, knockdown, so on. So listen, whoever he fights, he's still going to sell. He's still going to bring in numbers. And listen, if he fights Ruiz, White, Joshua, Usyk, I couldn't give a shit. I'm still watching it. And yeah. anyone who says otherwise is probably talking shit, Dave. <laughs> just give the man, just give the man some respect. Now, you you don't have to like his attitude. You don't need to like the way he's handled defeat. And we've already given him some stick on that already, Dave. But respect that the man is willing to get in there. He's willing to put everything on the line. And 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 respect the fact that for how limited he is. He is still a threat to anyone. And like I said, Dave, last night, his performance in that, maybe you look at his overall performance, you think wasn't that great, but he still got those two knockdowns. And against many other fighters, that's a knockout. It's yeah. not a knockdown, it's a knockout. So bring it on. Um, I'm, I'm more than happy to see him back. Um, but I just don't know. I don't know if he is going to come back, Dave. Like I said about dropping down that level and not fighting for a WBC title, which has been most of his career now it's going to be hard for him to take. So interesting to see. But like I said earlier, I hope he comes back and 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 he he reflects upon it in the right way. He gives Fury his respect and, and then he can move on from there, whether it's in retirement or, or whether he's coming back to fight again. So we'll see how he goes with that, Dave. But let's talk about Fury and, and what happens with him next. Of course, we've mentioned it's going to be, realistically, it's going to be Fury against White next. Of course, um, Wallin can still throw a spanner in the works. And as we know, the way boxing's going at the moment, it, it wouldn't be a surprise if that did happen <laughs> because that would leave another rematch because 
Dillian White no doubt has that rematch. <laughs> Fucking clause. incredible. What the fuck is rematch going on there? <laughs> rematch clauses for mandatory titles. Wow. It's unbelievable how boxing has gone, Dave. But listen, Eddie Hearn, we know he, he's he's the king of the rematches. We've, we've just seen Shannon Courtney. I, I want to mention that um, as well. Absolute shambles to lose a title on, on the scales. Shocking excuse used. All women who fight have to go through that problem. Bullshit excuse. Yeah. You've lost your title. Just come out and say, I didn't make weight. She didn't bother to try and make it after that. So she just gave up her title. And then obviously underwhelming performance. Didn't accept the fact that she lost the fight either. So oh. we look at it. Does she deserve a rematch on the basis of that? No, no way. No way. But she's got a rematch, hasn't she, Dave? And Mr. Eddie Hearn, as we know, he, he, he looks after he looks after these fighters. So be interesting to see how she comes back. But I don't want to I don't want to dwell on her. But let's go back to 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 uh, Dillian White. So does Dillian White beat Wallin and 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 make it to that Fury fight, or or does it drag on and we keep hearing about how long he's been waiting for that title shot? I think he, he he's going to beat Wallin. Wallin's no walkover, but he, he's. His highlight real fight is a loss to Fury, which, you know, Fury was transitioning them for me. He was moving sort of away from D- Davison and never liked Fury under Davison. I don't think he, he he fought to his advantages. I like Davison as a coach. He's done brilliant things with Lee Wood and Josh Taylor and, and, and I'm sure he's going to carry on doing magnificent things, but I just don't feel he was right for Fury. He's Fury... He's not too much of a thinking man's fight. He's not too, you know, we know what he's all about. And, and I think he tried to make him too much of a complicated fighter, which was the right game plan. If you, from a black and white point of view, if you're going in with the, against a puncher like Wilder, you box. You don't punch a puncher, you box a puncher. And, but Davidson's a good coach, but I just don't feel he was right. Uh, so Wallin, maybe that's a bit of an inflated performance. Maybe it's not. he's not as good as people suggest he was. A lot of the haters put a lot of emphasis on that fight. People who don't like Fury say, oh, Wally beat him. And he suffered that horrendous cut, which obviously didn't help. White, I think, he's not going to let this opportunity slip now. He feels like the world's against him. The WBC's against him. He's been waiting a lifetime for this shot. I think he's a big, heavy lump who, like Fury, knows how to use it. But I don't think Fury did in the Wally fight. He was happier on the back foot. Well, uh, White's not going to make that mistake. He's going to be pushing back. He's he's a big lump. I don't think Wallin's got the one shot knockout power like Povetkin had to ice him like that. So I think it's going to be a dog fight, and and I'd always favour Dillian White in a dog fight against Otto Wallin. So fingers crossed he doesn't cause this delay because we're waiting and waiting, and as you said, we just want an undisputed. We just want a fucking undisputed. And it, if Wallin wins, it should be Wallin in there with Fury. As much as we don't like it. That's what it should be, you know, yeah. and it's it's just bollocks at the minute. And hopefully, it doesn't end up like that. Wilder Joshua, it's, I think that's the fight Wilder will get up for. Wilder Joshua, if Usyk wins again, which I expect him to, I can't see how Joshua can make a transition. I, I just can't see him doing it. Uh, but I think that's the only fight that Wilder, if he knows that's on the horizon, then we see him again. But yeah, I think White will just outdog him. I think he's going to be too much for him and. He'll just wear him out and, and finish in typical Dillian White style. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm expecting White to come through. That it's just, 
you just know with 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 how things have been delayed for this undisputed fight for so long, you just it sort of expects banners to be thrown in the works. <laughs> but I'm I'm expecting White to come through there, and then what when when he's going to fight Fury, I don't know when they'll look to make that fight, but hopefully not too long of a wait. And of course, if if it can be around the time, if it can be around the time that um, Joshua and Usyk are fighting again, then it sets it up perfectly. Because yeah. if it if it's later then we get further delays and other fights come thrown into the situation. We know Joe Joyce um, mandatory is going to, is going to be called at some point as well. So what we don't want to happen is Joshua Nusik fight with respect to Joe Joyce. I, I know he's earned his shot there, but if Joshua Nusik happens and then the WBO called a mandatory and then we're still waiting on Fury to fight White, the undisputed fight is going to be even further down the line. And we're talking an, an extra year down the yeah, line. Yeah. It just gets even more frustrating. But I expect White to come through that, set up that Fury fight. Hopefully, like I said, around March, April time, around the time of Joshua Nusik 2 is expected to be. And then and then we've got ourselves an undisputed fight finally, Dave. Well, <laughs> hopefully anyway. So, <laughs> But let's see. But uh, true Brit on, on the screen there, um, Charlie Burley. I ain't been back to bed either, to be honest. I think I had about one hour's sleep earlier. I'm feeling the effects. I was out before and, and during the fight. So, listen, I, I'm feeling worse for wear, mate. But it's got to be done. This is what us Brits do when, when it comes to these uh, early morning boxing fights. And, listen, if, it, if it's like last night, nobody's complaining because what a fucking fight it was. But um, on, your, on to your next question, Charlie. I, I do believe that White's got a rematch clause. We know what Eddie Hearn's like anyway. But hopefully, like I said, it doesn't get to that. We don't need to see rematches for mandatory challenges. It, it's just ridiculous. And what is boxing coming to when you just get a rematch for shit like that? But... The one fight we're obviously looking at now, and I've seen a lot of talk about it on social media today, Dave, Fury against Usyk, because that's the one now people are expecting yeah. for the undisputed part. Mm -hmm. if, if you're going to put your prediction heads on, you're going to look at Fury White and you're going to say Fury wins that. You're going to look at Joshua and Usyk too, and you're going to say, look, it's going to be a repeat. Joshua can't make those adaptions. He's not going to be able to beat Usyk. So then that leaves us with Fury against Usyk. And... The only man who, who can compete in the heavyweight division when it comes to boxing ability and skill with Fury is Usyk. And, yeah. and Usyk is capable of outboxing anyone. We know that, Dave. But, of course, there's plenty of other factors that come into to that fight. And we've obviously got the size difference, which Joshua wasn't able to impose. And as much as people will sit and look at it and say, now, look, Usyk's fought Joshua, sizes and everything... Joshua doesn't impose himself on, a, on an opponent like Fury does. We see it last night, what Fury did to Wilder. And yes, Usyk is not going to allow Fury to, to do what Wilder did as much. He's, he, he's faster on his feet. He's, he's going to come in at different angles and his footwork is excellent. We know that. So he's not going to be able to just completely smother him at all times. But there's going to be times where he's in on him and he's leaning on him and that extra weight on top of him, that's going to take his toll. But... Listen, I wouldn't be surprised if Usyk beat anyone in the heavyweight division, yeah. but of course I would have to favour Fury in that one, Dave. Yeah, I'd definitely favour Fury, like you say. He's He sets things up a lot better than Joshua. He, he can get inside much better than Joshua and, and he can apply himself on, on Usyk. And Usyk will know that. And as much as Usyk 
he's he's a fucking genius, isn't he? And if you allow allow him to apply his pressure on you, and you try and fatten the back foot, he just drains you. He's he's there all night, and he's making you work. Fury's not going to do that. Fury's going to meet him head on. So it's a completely different fight than the Joshua fight. It'd be interesting to see how Usyk's going to have to take a backward step. He's going to have to go backwards. So it'd be interesting to see how he deals with weight range and having to back up. Plus. Uh, Fury's a lot taller than Joshua, isn't he? So, Usyk's going to be punching up all night as well, trying to hit that hair. He, he, and he's not hard to... I mean, he's not easy to hit Fury. He was last night, for whatever reason, he kept ducking low, and you're thinking, what are you doing down there? You need to be upright. But he's not the easiest person to hit when he's on form. So, it's a completely different fight. And it's not... I, I don't see it being the exciting, thrilling fight like a Joshua fight would with Fury or what we saw last night. It's not going to be that type of fight, I don't think, because I don't think Yuzit's got the power to, to trouble him. We've just seen Fury take two of Wilder's fucking bombs and, yeah, he dropped, but his he's power of recovery is on another planet. Abi gets up and just pushes himself down and keeps going. It's just unbelievable. So uh, I don't believe it's that type of fight. It's a technical fight, and and the dirtier that Fury makes it, the the more it favours him. And uh, I see Fury coming through it. But the better fight for that would be the two losers, the AJ Wilder. But like you say, we need just just to close this chapter on this division and and get this undisputed, and then. The fights are easier to make, then it's done. And and, and before AJ lost to Usyk, it was just seemed difficult to make these fights because nobody wanted to lose to the next man. But now it's, it's all up in the air. We know Fury's open to fighting anybody. I think AJ will be now. Now he's took that defeat. So of look, fuck it. I've, I've lost. I'm just gonna. I'll just fight anyone. And and that's the mindset that they they really need to have. So it does open doors. Defeats like that do open doors into bigger fights. And. Fingers crossed we see him, but uh, yeah, I think Fury's, he, he's a tough ask for Usyk. He's a very tough ask. Yeah, and like I said, Dave, as, as much as I know Usyk wouldn't allow Fury to do what he did to Wilder as much to him, we know that Fury's going to change the game plan as well. He's not going to approach fighting Usyk the same way he approached fighting Wilder, for example. As we see, the boxing ability went out the window for the majority of the fight because he was just focusing on imposing his strength and his size on him as much as possible and pretty much mauling him, which he did a lot of the time in the last two fights, Dave. So we, we, we would see a lot more of, of Fury's boxing ability against someone like Usyk. And it would be a tactical battle for a lot of that fight. And it would be the case of Fury trying to break him down and to wear him down by getting his weight on top of him. But yeah, it, it, it's, an, it's an intriguing fight to say the least, but it would be foolish not to favour Fury and... From past experience now, I'm I'm trying not to go against Fury again because I've been against him <laughs> quite a few times and, and it hasn't worked out well for me, mate. So, yeah, I'm, I'm struggling to go against him now. But listen, intriguing fight, yes. But of course, we've got Joshua Nusik too and probably yeah. Dillian White against Fury to get through first. So let's not get ahead of ourselves, Dave, because it might not be that fight, even though that's the one we expect, but we know we don't always get what we expect, particularly <laughs> in the heavyweight division, Dave, so it'll be interesting. But sticking with Fury, Dave, and after last night's fight, I've, I've seen a bit of uh, talk on Twitter as well about Fury and being the greatest heavyweight of all time. I think, obviously, that that's a bit uh, far-fetched at this moment in time to, to start throwing that out. But then I sort of see him compared with others. Now, it, it, it's obviously 
a difficult thing to discuss fantasy fights because you don't know the answer. You, you, you just don't know what would happen in those particular fights. We hear the saying all, all the time, Dave, styles make fights. We don't know what a fighter in a certain era would match up with, with a fighter of another. But you can look back at a few and you sort of, a lot of the time we know people will favour the older fighters from the past yeah. eras. We know that. But I think it's fair to say, without I don't want to go down the route of individuals. I don't want to say Fury Ali. I don't want to say Fury against Foreman, Fury Lewis, this sort of thing. I don't want to do the individual matchups. But I think it's fair to say that that with his size and, and his fight style, Fury would be a problem for for any of these heavyweights, regardless of what era. Now, I'm not I'm not sitting here saying he's the greatest and he beats them all, but he's gonna be a tough fight for anyone. And I said it to you last week, Dave. Nobody goes in the ring with Fury and comes out thinking, "Yeah, I feel I feel good after that fight." You come out thinking, "Fucking bastard! What a nightmare to fight!" Yeah. And Wilder's definitely felt that in the last two fights. So it's fair to say that he would be competitive in in any era, isn't it, Dave? Yeah, definitely. You, you, you can't see an era where he wouldn't be. Obviously, the golden era is is the 80s, 70s in the Ali Frazier form and people like that. And like you said, they're probably technically better. Muhammad Ali definitely is. Joe Frazier had his peekaboo style with that over swinging hooks. That, you know, and we've seen Fury get caught off Cunningham with one of them. Foreman is just formidable and, and, and powerful and physically strong. But Fury's just so fucking big mixed with above average good very good boxing talent and his ability to adapt in a fight his ring iq he, he is a solid solid fighter and the reason people aren't going to give him his dues is because they see this this modern era as a as weak because it doesn't compare to back in the golden era but you just see what you've got in front of you you know no fighter on this planet is unbeatable and, and i truly believe that fury he'd be up there with uh, and and he'd mix it with anyone absolutely anybody and you know people are gonna laugh at you and say oh you don't know what you're talking about because like you say we we put these these greats that are passed on a pedestal but at the end of the day you know it's boxing it's heavyweight boxing if we if everything we said happened how we said it then you know, we don't be millionaires at the bookies. You just can't write these fighters off. And just because they're modern-day fighters, yeah. that doesn't mean that they can't mix it back then. Of course they can. They definitely right. can. And you know you know what it is with Fury for me, Dave? It's like I think a lot of people just want to see an end to a lot of the out-of-the-ring shenanigans that we've seen with him. And obviously, he's had some tough moments in his life as well, which hasn't been easy for him. And he's come back well from that. But I think people just want to see him focusing on that boxing now. And I... I I know there was times in the build-up to this fight where there were little things as well, but I think around this fight week, I've quite liked how Fury's behaved. I've quite liked how he's gone about his business in that, but sometimes it can be a little bit too much. He can go over the top. I do get annoyed with the Dossa stuff all the time, and it's like... Listen, some people love it if it's your thing, but listen, he is a funny guy, Um so it can be a little bit too much for some people. But I think we just want to see him focus on his boxing because, look, we know he's got the ability. We know he's got the size and strength to cause anyone issues. So it will be interesting to see now, the rest of his career now, we can just see him and it will just be all about Tyson Fury in the ring. He's come through this Wilder trilogy now and he's come out on top of that. That looks good on his resume, even though people are going to downplay it and say, well, Fury, uh, Wilder was shit anyway. That's unfair. Um 
just give the man his credit. Um, he, he's come through a trilogy against against the, one of the heaviest hitters in history. It, it's hard to pinpoint and say this man is the heaviest hitter in history, but he's one of. We know that. Um, regardless of the level of competition that he has knocked out, he does hit hard, and we've seen that time and time again. So I think now if he goes on and he fights the likes of White, he fights the likes of Usyk, and you look back at his resume, if, he, if he's come through and he's beat those guys and he's got... F- Two wins against Wilder, obviously the draw that some people, many people see as a win as well. He's got a um, win against Klitschko, the, the man to stop Klitschko's run, he, a win against White, a win against Usyk. That resume will be looking pretty good though, wouldn't it, Dave? So I think if he if he just knuckles down now and he goes on and just gets in these big fights, and we don't need to see him in with the, the, the Swartzes anymore. We don't need to see him in with the Sefries and so on. I know some of those were just warm-up fights and whatever, but we just want to see big fights with Tyson Fury now, don't we? And we think if for the next two, three years, for however, however long he's still going to be in the game, if he goes through these guys and retires unbeaten, he's going to be looked upon as a top, top heavyweight in 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 line with the past heavyweights, isn't he, Dave? So it'll yeah, be interesting definitely. to see. He's come a long way since uh, uppercutting himself in the face, hasn't he? I can just hear an alarm going off. Just one second. I can just hear an alarm. Yeah, White and Fury is a good fight. I do like that fight. We'll just wait for Dave to come back. But White and Fury is a good fight. Although I'd still, as I've said on here many times, I've got a favour Fury. It's still an exciting one to watch. Um, White, again, as much stick as he gets, he... A lot of his fights do tend to be quite entertaining to watch. Um, but I can't see any way in which White beats Fury. I can't see any way in which he does beat Fury. But, yeah, I, I listen, it's still, a, it's still a fight I'd like to see. And, of course, he's getting his chance now. So, let's see it. This is the thing, um, Big D. Um, we've always known there's been motivational problems with Fury in the past. And... If Fury does go into fight to a fight and he's not really motivated for it and he's not really up for it, you, you might see a more sluggish performance. Of course, he still comes through and gets the job done, but we see against a few of the guys that he's fought in between the Wilder fights and so on that he hasn't really got himself up for those uh, those fights. But I've seen we've seen in the Wilder fights how he's up for it, and this one people were questioning whether he was motivated for it because he would have got in his head, I've, I've battered him already in that second fight. I'm going to do it again. But it was easy for him to go in there and be complacent and, and and not to be too motivated. But I think, like I said to you, Dave, he's a hard one to read because he will give off the impression sometimes that he, he's not really interested and he, he doesn't really have a, the motivation for it. But I'm telling you now, in that ring last night, he was more motivated than he's ever been before. I can tell yeah. you that now. He was fully motivated in there. I think so. a lot of the questions came regarding his motivation is because all the videos that were being released leading up to the fight was all about Wilder. Fury just kept quiet in the background. And, you, you know, just because Wilder's releasing these videos and, and with his fucking American voice doing these voiceovers over his training and saying, oh, he's a changed fighter. And, and you sort of buy into it. And because you're seeing nothing from Fury, you're thinking, fucking hell. And then the story's coming out about Big Baby knocking him out and then all this stuff. And Fury is the master of manipulating situations like that. And he'll, he'll happily let Wilder think, oh, he's fucking, he's taking me for granted. He's, he's not putting the hours in. He's putting the hours in. He knows full well he's in there with a dangerous fighter. He's tasted it before. And, but what better way to try and de-energise your, your opponent and try and 
get them to, to sort of not go as hard by giving the impression that you're not giving it 100%. It's going to play into his hands. Of course he did. Yeah, he, he, he give 100%. We know, he's, we know he's the king of mind games, Dave. That's what I said. So you can't read him a lot of the time. He'll give off the impression that he's not going into the fight prepared. He'll give off the impression that he doesn't really give a shit. But when he gets in there, he, he's fully motivated. And I'll guarantee in camp is exactly the same as well. There were rumours that he didn't have the greatest camp and so on. I think that was bullshit. I think behind the scenes, he, he was working extremely hard. He knew what, what sort of challenge Wilder was going to present. He knew he was coming back hard and he knew Wilder wanted to take his head off um, after the last fight. So we saw that in the ring, how motivated he was. And and like we said, Dave, if he comes in motivated, he's going to be a tough man to beat for anyone. So is, is it likely that against someone like Dillian White, he takes he, he goes in with a bit of complacency? Or do you think he, he, with the, the few they've had for quite a few years and the, the back and forth they always tend to have every now and again on social media, do you think he's just want to go in there and then he's going to want to get a stoppage win over, over White as well? I think White's mouth will make sure that Fury's motivated because White will wind him up and, oh, White is as bad as Fury for the mouth. So... Where Deontay Wilder chose the silent approach to try and not give Fury anything to feed off, White doesn't have that discipline. White will 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 bite every time. He'll give it back. They'll be pushing and shoving at the press conferences. They'll be shouting, and and that's what Fury needs sometimes to to get him up. Like Big D has said, his motivation can be questioned. His mind does drift if the task at hand he feels isn't worthy of, of being in front of him. He can drift. We've seen it. We've seen him get dropped off Cunningham. He should never have got dropped off Cunningham. He starts to drift in the ring. Is he giving 100% in training when he's going in with these lesser opponents? But White will wind Fury up that much that I think Fury will just he'll give everything. I really do think that. Yeah, the motivation will be there based on that, won't it, Dave? Because we know, like I said, White does know how to get under his skin and he does know how to get under other fighters' skin as well. So... I think that motivation is going to be there from the start, and he'll he'll want to get a stoppage win over White as well. And I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if he did. But it's an interesting question, Dave, because um, I think I think Fury Fury like for his size, and he just goes against the odds. When you look at Fury, yeah, people make fun of his his physical shape and so on going into fights, but he sort of defies. He, he sort of goes against that, doesn't he, Dave? Because he goes in there. We look at him last night, and we spoke about Usyk's engine at the end of the AJ fight, and I felt Fury was looking fit and strong in those last few rounds as well yesterday. And I know a few people mentioned about maybe getting him out there sooner and so on, but I think when you're fighting a, a guy like Wilder, you, you've got to be careful, haven't you, yeah. Dave? And although he was he was constantly attacking him and so on, you've still got to have that thought in the mind. If you make a mistake here, that could be the end of the night for you. But I think Fury looked good in terms of his conditioning. Yeah, I think, uh, like you mentioned there, you've got to be careful against a massive puncher like Wilder. But Wilder's chin was incredible last night. There was moments there where Fury was sinking in combinations in. And how Wilder stayed on his feet was beyond me. And the last thing Fury wanted to do was stay there too long and take that shot back. So I think he would have wanted to get Wilder out of there. Of course he would, but I think he needed to remain disciplined because the last thing he would have wanted was to be dominating like that and then just get too greedy and and take and ship a shot. And Wilder surely can drop him and 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 he just blowing up in his face and losing like that. So I think it was a combination of things. I think Fury was reluctant to go too hard, too fast. I think Wilder's chin just fucking defied logic at times he was taking them big shots and and 
it, it was Fury just being a bit more careful than maybe he would be against a lesser opponent. So I don't think necessarily it was his conditioning. Like you say, he never looks like you you would be excused for thinking this kid's just walked in from the street for this fight. But it's just his genetics, I guess. He just doesn't tone up. Some people just don't. Yeah, and good question here. We I, I touched upon it just a moment ago um, about how long Fury's going to be out of the ring. Now, I don't think he's going to want to be out of the ring too long. I think, again, like I said, at this stage of his career, I think it's all about just getting these fights in and, and, and building up that resume. And then when he retires, you can look back and you can say, look, look at the guys I fought. I fought the best of my time. I've beaten them. So you couldn't, you couldn't really, you couldn't really question it. Um, now, of course, down the years, uh, people talk about his lack of title defenses. That one's gone now. He's had a title defense finally, game, <laughs> so that one's out the window. But I think now it's all about kicking on. So I don't think sitting out the ring for too long is going to help him. He's obviously been out the ring for quite a while before this fight. So I think, and we mentioned the, the sort of time bracket we're looking at. I think around the time of Joshua Nusik too is going to be the perfect time to get that Dillian White fight in. Yeah. Um, so I think they'll be looking to do that. And it is expected to be March, uh, Usyk and Joshua too, but who knows when it's going to be. It'll be around about that time. So I think I think we're looking at maybe April for Fury and White. I think that'll be a realistic time. And I wouldn't want to see it drag on for too long. And I'm sure Fury, will, like I said, will want to get back in there and, and get that fight. It wouldn't make sense for him to be out of the ring too long, would it, Dave? No, you don't want to give him the opportunity to sort of we know he's like Hatton, isn't he? He enjoys his life when he's not in camp. So he needs to. He needs that discipline and he needs that continuation. Plus, he can keep working with uh, Stewart, and 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 they've got a lot of things still to work on. I believe. Obviously, they're not the finished product yet. They haven't been together too long, so they still be looking to improve things and. It's good for Fury to be in the ring, not only for his boxing career, but we know mentally he's had, he's had lapses before and, and obviously delved into drug addiction and things like that. It's not good for him to be out of the ring too long, to be out of the gym too long. So I expect he'll be looking forward now. And he mentioned that he wants to fight White, whereas previously he said he's not going to give White a chance. But I think he's up for it now and, and, and hopefully White can come through. And that's where Tyson Fury's mind will be now on the next next opponent and and laser focused on how he's going to overcome Dillian White. Yeah, it makes perfect sense for me for him to to get back in after a few months out. Enjoy enjoy your Christmas and so on then come back in the new year around about the time of Joshua and Usyk too and then sets up that undisputed fight. So, um I agree. I agree with Charlie Burley here um about Fury there being able to adapt. He, he just always seems to be able to do it, doesn't he? And it, although he doesn't have that one-punch knockout power, he did get that one-punch knockout yesterday with that highlight reel knockout. But, of course, Wilder was 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 spent at that moment. So, we know earlier in the fight, Fury's not going to go in. He's not going to knock someone out in the first or second round with a one-punch. So, But, he, he, as we know, he breaks his man down and he continuously does that over the rounds. And eventually, it, it becomes very difficult for them. And... Looking at looking at the the link up with Sugar Hill, I, I think that's been brilliant for him. Um, and as we've seen in the two Wilder fights, it, it, it's worked perfectly. And we know that Kronk style is all about that right hand. And some of those right hands that Fury landed yesterday were just were just brilliant. And and you could see the effect they had on Wilder once he landed him. And people talk about him not having that power, but again, when, when you've got that much weight behind it as well, Dave. And, we're seeing those right hands are starting to take effect. They're not going to be one-punch knockouts, but they are going to suck the life out of a man. And 
with all that body weight he's putting on top of him as well. You you get you get past the seventh and eighth round against Fury, you're going to be feeling it. I'll tell you that, Dave. So <laughs> it was always the case for Wilder yesterday. I think most people were saying first four rounds if he doesn't get him out there, maybe first six, then then he's in a bit of a he's in a bit of trouble. He he, he had his moment in the fourth, of course. Uh, but yeah, after that, Fury just got up and, and just completely dominated the fight from that moment. And I think he won every round from that point. Maybe yeah. you could give one round to Wilder from that point. But yeah, Fury does. He, he, he adapts. He's, he's versatile for a heavyweight. And listen, he, he's going to take some stopping. And like I said, I hope we see him against White. I hope we see him against Usyk. I hope we see him against Joshua. I want to see all those fights. And at the moment, I, I couldn't. I couldn't put anyone... I couldn't predict anyone to beat him right now. Again, like I said, I've gone against him too many times in his career. I'm not doing it again, Dave. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> no, he can, he can always, uh, he'll always make you get egg on your face. He just, he's such, such an improved fighter, you know, up and coming. Uh, I used to say he's not going anywhere. He's, he's balanced, he's off, his footwork's wrong. He punched himself in the face. I just couldn't see how he could transition from the fighter we saw back then to what's delivered in front of us today. I'd have thought David Price had have beat him. I thought Joshua would have mauled him. I didn't just could not see how he could transform from what seemed such an awkward, his punching style was all wrong. He just didn't look like he could go to what he's achieved today. Then I think Christian Hammer fight was all right. And then the Vlad win, people started thinking, wait a minute, you, you know, you don't fucking beat Vlad like that. You don't beat Vlad like that unless you, you've got something to bite you. And the changes started, started taking place then, and you could see. And then, obviously, he had his layoff, his, his drug addiction and all that stuff. And then he just come back re-energised. Would he be the same fighter today if he didn't have that layoff? Maybe that layoff was good for him. But who knows? But he certainly... He surprised me coming from where he's... From his early days leading up to that Vlad fight and where he is today. It's just just phenomenal transformation. Yeah, and and like we said about adapting, and like that, the, the the message on on the screen is about uh, Fury adapting. You look at the the win against Vlad, and then you look at the win against Wilder. The complete contrast in in the way he's won those fights. Complete contrast in the way he's won it. Of course, people look at the Vlad win and they say it was boring fight, absolute stinker, and so on. But he's just beat the man that has been the heavyweight champion, the the man of the division for a decade, Dave. That yeah. so. We've got you've got to give him respect, regardless of whether you enjoyed the fight or not. To go in there and do what he did to to Vlad, going over to Germany as well and doing that, and listen, he deserves nothing but respect for that. I think the disappointing thing after that, of course, he let himself go after that fight. It would have been good to see the rematch. Would have been good to see Vlad given that chance to come back and for him to try and make those adaptions, like champions do when they lose, they come back and 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 they try and regain their title. So I did want to see Klitschko get the opportunity to do that, but of course we know he had he had his personal problems outside the ring. So if there's one thing we can criticize Fury for, it's that not 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 having that Vlad rematch. That that's one that people are going to look back on and always be disappointed in. Uh, but going forward, since his return, the, the three Wilder fights. You, you can't knock him for that, Dave. And, and the way he's beaten him in those last two fights. And again, like I said, for as, as limited people will say Wilder is, he's a dangerous fighter. And and to go in and beat him in the manner he did in those last two fights, he's, it just deserves credit, mate. It, it deserves credit. So if he, if he goes through now and, and, and he beats the likes of Wyatt Usyk and, and maybe even Joshua, if that fight ever does happen, 
listen, that's a strong career resume at the end of the day. Uh, but talking about those um, those two wins, Klitschko and Wilder, Dave, surely the Klitschko win's still going to be looked at as his best win, isn't it? Even though, of course, the way in which he's beat Wilder, but the Klitschko win is still his best win, isn't it, Dave? Yeah, for me, it's it's still his best win. Obviously, we know Deontay had had massive deficiencies in his game. We knew that, and we also knew he had that massive knockout power. So, people, especially following the first fight when Fury was far from a hundred percent back, he he wasn't as fit as we know he can be. And and to to for the vast majority of boxing fans to perceive that he won that fight tells you that once he was back. They fancy him to beat Wilder all day long, but not many people thought Fury could go over to Dusseldorf and dethrone Vlad, like you just mentioned there. Vlad was a great champion, decade-long champion. Obviously, he suffered a couple of defeats, but due to, towards the end of his career, once he'd settled and he, and he started training under Emmanuel Stewart and he got his star down, you couldn't see him ever losing, and he got to the point where he got fucking boring because you're thinking, what's the point of watching Vlad? We know what's going to happen. He's going to keep him on the end of the jab. He's going to open up with a right hand when he gets the opportunity, and he's going to win. No one fancied Fury to do that, especially over in, on Vlad's doorstep. It was an incredible win, and I don't know if... Uzik, a, a victory over Yuzik could be close because of what Yuzik's achieved at Cruiserweight and, and obviously if he if he's beat Joshua twice then he's a fully fledged fucking heavyweight isn't he and, and a good heavyweight a solid solid heavyweight but does it beat him beating Vlad I don't know beating Joshua I think Joshua will have holes picked in him now saying oh you lost to Ruiz you, you got absolutely outclassed by a Yuzik you know and, and people are going to downplay that one so I don't think there's a fight out there at the minute that Fury can win that will will ever... It, it Maybe the method of victory, like you mentioned, people will always poke fun at the method of victory. Fury wasn't the most fascinating, exciting fighter that night, but he fought the fight he had to fight. It was boring. It wasn't brilliant, but he did he, he did what he had to do to get that title win. Yeah, and, and let's be honest, he beat him comfortably as well, Dave. So to go in there and do that to a champion deserves his credit regardless of how exciting the fight was of course last night's fight was extremely exciting Dave and no one was complaining about that so but um question on the screen there can Fury fight in the UK now I was speaking to someone about this last night as well and I don't think I don't think we're going to see Fury fighting in the UK anytime soon uh, Frank Warren was asked that question in the ring and he, he he quickly sidestepped it and just said it's too soon it's too soon we don't want to talk about it in other words for me that was a no he's not going to fight in the UK and I don't think even Fury and White will be in the UK. I hope it is. I hope it is. I'd be more than happy to go to that fight, Fury against White. Um, but I think I think they'll look to take that to Vegas again. Um, obviously, at that point, British fans will be able to fly over there. So there'll be a lot of British fans going over there anyway. But yeah, I'd be surprised if, if we see Fury fighting in the UK anytime soon. Uh, but I guess we'll have to see. I'm sure Dillian White would want to bring that to the UK. I'm sure... Eddie Hearn would want to bring that to the UK, but I'd be surprised, mate. I still think they'd take that to Vegas personally, but be interesting to see. But Dave, on on Fury, now I'm not sure how long how long we're going to have left of Fury. I don't think he's going to be fighting for that much longer. Maybe two years. I'd be surprised if he goes into a third day. So we're looking at White, we're looking at Usyk, and then possibly looking seeing. Well, obviously Joshua. If Joshua beats Usyk, but if let's say that right, let's say Joshua beats Usyk, I could see him retiring after White, Joshua, Joshua. 
I could see yeah. that happening. But if Usyk beats Joshua again, um, then White, Usyk, and then I don't know, maybe one more if if Joshua's built himself back up by then and, and he's in a position to fight. But I don't know. I think three fights for Fury. Do you think he's going to go any longer than that day? No, I don't. I don't see it because I think the next generation that are coming through just. I don't think they'd do too much for him. I don't think fights against George Joyce and people like that are going to really do too much for him. He's dominated his era. He's done everything that he, he set out to do. Obviously, it's on him if he wants to keep going, but as Big D mentioned earlier, motivation becomes a factor then. If you've beat Wilder twice, probably three times, most people will say, you beat Use it, you beat AJ twice, you beat White, you beat Vlad, and then you're fighting FA Jagba. No disrespect to Joe Joyce, he made me look a fool, but he's not the most exciting person to fight against. How do you pick yourself up for that? I think he'd struggle to do that. So I don't see it. I don't see it. Maybe 2022, 2023, it'd be the end of the Gypsy King. And he could lose yet. He could lose yet. Who knows? He could lose yet. But I don't see it. I think he's going to get to that end of his career undefeated. And, and people will look back and think it was a good career. And he beat everybody that's, that was out there to fight. So you can't take anything away from him. But, nah, I can't see him waiting about for, for the next generation to come through. He keeps saying this, he's got six, seven years. You know, Tyson will say that today and he'll tell you he's got 12 months tomorrow. You don't listen yeah. to Tyson Fury, you know. So, no, I can't see him going much further than the next three, three, three fights, really. Yeah, agreed. Uh, we touched upon this earlier, Dave, uh, Wilder coming again. Yeah, of course he can come again. And like we said, if he, if he caught most heavyweights with that right hand, that he put Fury down with yesterday, most of them ain't getting up, let's be honest. So he's definitely can come again. It's whether we we spoke about the motivation with Fury. So it's whether he's going to be motivated to come back. And like I mentioned earlier, is he going to have the motivation to come back and fight in that level below that? Not, not fighting for a title because it's highly unlikely that we're going to see a full fight with Fury. I, I think that's fair to say. We're probably not going to see that fight. It would be a crazy situation if we ended up getting back to, to Fury and Wilder 4. I'd be very surprised. But, yeah, how does he take going down to that next step and, and maybe trying to rebuild against certain fighters? It, he's not at the age to do it. So, interesting, but there's money there for him to be made, as we said. Maybe he could come back, have two more fights, earn a bit of money, then walk away with a few wins and, and say, look, I, I had a good career. I held the WBC title for long. And, yeah. I fell short against Fury, but it is what it is. It's nothing to be ashamed of. Fury's a top quality fighter. It is what it is. So, yeah, I think he can come again, but I'm just not sure whether he will come again. That That's that's the important question. But we'll have to see when he actually comes out and has a proper long conversation or a long interview and, and to see how he's feeling. Um, and then we'll sort of understand, understand a little bit more about what's going to go. But... Listen, I think we're all in, I think the majority of us, when when we actually think about it, I think, come on, you want these guys to continue. We don't want to see Wilder retire. We don't want to see Joshua retire. We don't want to see Fury retiring. We've got to a point where the heavyweight division has got a bit of excitement about it again. And we are starting to see some better fights in it. We've just seen in the last few weeks, Joshua against Usyk and Wilder against Fury free. So... Let's give the division a bit of credit, and we want to see them all. We want to see them all go in, and there's still fights to be made between those guys and others. That's going to keep this division going. So, yeah, hopefully they come back, and uh, yeah, there's there's exciting fights to be made there, Dave. So, 
Moving on, we spent a lot of time here. We spent uh, an hour and ten minutes or so talking about this, but it was such a good fight, Dave. Yeah. I, I, could, I could talk about this all day. I really could. So um, there were a lot of other fights last night. Of course, we had the the, the card on the zone. Um, we had uh, a lot of our undercard fights on on the Fury and Wilder fight. I'm just going to put this on the screen. This this is this is a funny comment. I, I'm I'm guessing you're trolling. <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing you are trolling. Um, yeah, hopefully we don't have no cheat claims this time. I, I think Fury won that one fair and square. But we did speak about the long counts earlier. Um, definitely wasn't 19 seconds. Um, but uh, the referee for all counts, when Wilder and Fury went down, I think he was being a bit slow on those counts. One when Fury went down and he told stopped and told Wilder to go back to the corner and that ate up a bit of time. But I think with the fighters as well... When, <laughs> If they're here in seven, eight, nine counts, they're going to get up. Fury was taking the time that he needed, and rightly so. So it is what it is. But I don't, I don't think we've got, we should have any cheat claims on this one, Dave. He's won it fair and square. But anyway, going back to uh, the rest of the night's boxing, what was the standout fight for you outside of, of the big Fury and Wilder one, which, of course, was the fight of the night, Dave? Maybe not the standout, but the one that surprised me the most was Belanga. I, I didn't see him having any issues. I, I couldn't foresee the fight that we saw against Cascano in that fight. That was a fucking good fight. And arguably, he was lucky to get the nod there. He got a lot of booze at the end of that fight. And it just goes to show that these, you, you get this conveyor about a first round knockouts and then you come up against somebody who's not going to fall over, who's not going to curl up and, and, and collapse under the pressure. And as a goal back at you, and he, he seemed lost. He didn't know how to transition from that that power punch we know he is to setting it up, to boxing, to using boxing skills to get to land that shot. It was a great fight. It was really never, never expected it. I stuck Belanga on. I was on my laptop and I thought it's three or four rounds. We'll see Dave, this out. Dave, what gets me about Belanga, right? You can't go in the ring calling yourself the monster. I don't. <laughs> There's only one monster. And and that's put me off the guy from from when he got the nickname the monster. I don't want to hear anyone being called the monster other than Naoya Inoue. That's it. He's the monster. But listen, of course, Belanga they've hyped up. They've really hyped Belanga up, and of course he was going on that run with the the first round knockouts, and they're going to do that. You're good. You're going to want to bring excitement to it, but. We've spoken about him here before, Dave. There are flaws there. There are vulnerabilities, and of course, last night we we see those come into play, but. Listen, he's still got a long way to go. Didn't he call out Canelo after the fight? Yeah, mentioned yeah, Canelo. Definitely not ready for that. Let's be honest, Dave. So, listen, he 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 can still he's got power. He clearly does carry power. So he's not a complete write off. But I think I think they need to keep with these steady level performances for him, uh, steady level opponents before they start throwing him into these big big fights and and talking about him against Canelo and so on. Because that for me is. It's just a non-starter, mate. It's an absolute non-starter. But we spoke about this question on the screen earlier about who think Wilder should fight next. So uh, Blue Money TV, we said a few names. We we mentioned maybe going after the loser of Joshua Usyk, maybe after going after the loser of a, a possible Fury and White. But then we talked about Andy Ruiz. We talked about maybe just a building fight just to get a bit of confidence back against someone like Charles Martin, Alanius, obviously PBC fighters and so on. But... I don't know. Who do you think he should fight? Let us know in the comments. But I think there's plenty of options for him there still. There's money to be made for him. And I hope he's still got the motivation to come back and take some of those fights because 
as we said, he, he brings entertainment to the division. So, but outside of Belanga, Dave, what else did we have? So, a Jaguar and Sanchez, I think that fight went how we said it was going to go, didn't yeah. it, Dave? We, we, we sort of looked at it and I, I, I thought, a Jaguar, I just, he clearly carries power, but I just haven't been imp- impressed with him the last few times I've seen him. And of course, like I said, he, he's gone over to top rank now. And then we've got Sanchez, who's not the most exciting of fighters either, is he? And of course, he's a Cuban um, fighter, but I don't know. It wasn't a great fight, was it, though? It's awful. <laughs> it's absolutely awful. And I mentioned it before, for UK fight fans, it was absolutely destroying because it's four o'clock in the morning, 4am at this time when these two are in the ring. And you're struggling to stay awake but you hype for the fight and then you've got these two in front of you. A Jagba just can't apply himself. He can't let his hands go. He stopped throwing. You got Frank Sanchez. He was he got the knockdown later on, but he has no intentions of going forward to knock a Jagba out to give a Jagba that opportunity to land his bomb and he's skirting around the outside and it, it really drained you <laughs> from one extreme to the other, like I mentioned. It just drained the life out of you. And then obviously we had the long wait for Wilder to come into the ring. That only added to a fucking... <laughs> the tiredness and then once the ring work started it was a completely different feeling but that fight it absolutely drained the hell out of me yeah I think everyone was snoozing off a bit during that fight to be honest like you said he, he's not exciting but he is effective he, he, he's he got that sort of style that could send people to sleep but listen he, he'll get a few decent wins under his belt and of course at this stage um, a jag but that's a good win for him um, yeah. and that puts him in, in position for, for some decent opponents going forward uh, but yeah, wasn't a great fight at all. Let, 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 let's just say that. But um, there were a few other fights. Um, did you did you happen to catch the Julian Williams fight? It was the, I think it might have been the first one on the paper. Uh, yeah, fight. I caught the back end because um, normally it's Eddie Hearn throwing um, his fighters in with these unknown Mexicans day, but. J-Rock's got in there with one now. And, of course, it was surprising that the decision went against him on a PBC card there. But, listen, the Mexican fought his heart out. And it, it, there's not too many Mexis, Mexicans you will know that are named Vladimir, is there, Dave? <laughs> no, and he was busted up at the end. So, yeah. you had your opportunity to rob him and say, you know, it's all right. You lost the fight, you busted up. His eyes were all messed up. Man, these South American fighters, the Argentinian who fought fucking Belanga and this kid... Just tough as they come, absolutely relentless. They don't give you two seconds. These are good fights. You know, you can select Belanga for for struggling, but he'll learn more than he did in you know the rest of his career before him combined last night. And he, 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 you need that. And this Mexican kid again, J Rock. So much promise at times, but he just when it comes to the time to deliver, he just falls short. And it's hard to see now where you go with Williams because. He's, he's suffered his defeats and, and he's rebuilt. And now he, no one expected him to lose this fight. That's why it was on early in the card. It was more of a, a keep busy fight. To, yeah, just to, been to, to get, for a bit. Yeah, yeah. And no one expected him to lose. To lose, that that's a massive, massive upset. Yeah, well, the the 154-pound division's gone to, bit, uh, gone to pot a little bit. We've seen Hurd beat by Arias. So yeah. I know he moved up. Uh, we've seen Williams obviously beaten a few times now. We've seen Rosario stopped a couple of times. Charlo obviously uh, struggled at times against Castano. The division's taken a bit of a hit. And at one point, we were looking at that division as one of the most competitive, one of the most exciting divisions at the moment. So is your boy Fundora the man to to up that game again in that division, Dave? Is he the man to bring that excitement back? 
Well, Liam Smith just chucked his name back in the hat there, hasn't he? We've got Tinter's you. He's fucking flying through. Tony so, Harrison got a lucky decision yeah. in his last one as well with a draw. Yeah, um, you know, that that uh, division is wide open for someone to come and, and, and take a real good hold of it because Charlo doesn't look like he's securing his championship position. These young kids coming through the front door is... Uh, uh, Tinter's you, I really like Tinter's you. I think that they can come knocking on the door anytime soon. It's hard to read how that division goes. There's that many people that can upset the next man. It's one of them divisions where on the night, anybody can beat anybody. And it is an exciting yeah. division. Not the most exceptionally talented division, but from an entertainment point of view, it's a fucking good, di- good division to watch. It is, David. And like you said, you mentioned a couple of names there and Tim Tazu's one. I'm looking forward to seeing him yeah. stepping up the gears a bit more, maybe coming over to America and fighting some guys over there. Uh, so he's an exciting one. Obviously, we've got Fandora, who's just such a awkward style yeah. and it's fan-friendly fight style. So he's going to be one to watch and he's going to be in some exciting fights. And of course, we want to see, are we going to get to see the rematch with Charlo Castano? I know we've got mandatories that are going to be called. That'll be annoying if we don't get to see that. Castano felt like he should have won that fight. Um, it was a great fight to watch, I might add. So I, I, I would hope that, that that fight can get made again, but they might have to go through their mandatory challenges first before we do see it. But Going forward, yeah, that division has taken a bit of a hit. All the top guys and, and former champions, they, they've gone from up there to, to just getting beat and it's falling apart a bit up there, Dave. So maybe it is time for the likes of Tazu and, and Fandora to step up and, and to start going for those title fights and so on. So it'll be interesting to see. It's still an interesting and intriguing division based on the fact that everyone does seem to be losing. So it shows the competition size there, but a lot of complacency seems to have kicked in with these guys who have been world champions and maybe then spent a bit too much time outside of the ring after defeats. Of course, Hurd was out for a while. He came back. He lost. Williams was out for a while. He's come back. He's lost. So, yeah, it's sad to see with a few of those guys and it would be good to see if we, because there are still a few fights between those guys, which would be exciting fights to watch. But of course, they're unlikely to happen at the moment coming off a of losses day. So be interesting to see. But one person who fought last night on, on the Fury and Wilder card. I know you mentioned him earlier with the rumours about him knocking out or, or knocking down Fury and sparring. Obviously, we don't know how true those rumours are. But Anderson does look good, doesn't he, Dave? And, and America, as we know, are crying out now, particularly with Wilder at the back end of his career. They're crying out for a big heavyweight to come through and to light up the American scene. So... Is Anderson that guy, Dave? Looked fantastic last night, didn't he? Good shot selection, powerful, good ring IQ, good footwork. His opposition wasn't up to much. We've seen him before. You know, he's, a, he's, a, he's, a, he's been in the fight game years, but you know, it's 23 fights. So it's a weird career. Anderson just, he did what we expected him to do, and that's all you can ask for him. He went in there and he didn't look hesitant. He wanted to fight him. He got forward and he just smashed him to pieces. It was a good fight. Uh, Anderson's like got a future now. I do like his style, Dave. He, he is going to be an exciting one to watch going through the ranks. So we'll be interested as he is stepping up and how he's handling that. And when he's when he's in there with a big guy who, who's landing some heavy shots back as well. But I, I like his style, Dave. And he's, he is fast, as as uh, Big D mentions there. Yeah, he's he got fast, speed. Yeah. And he looks quite a smart fighter as well. And of course, if he has been sparring with the likes of Fury, that's going to do him the world of good as well. Yeah. So... Interesting, interesting future ahead for him, David. I'm sure they're going to keep stepping him up. Um, and listen, I'm looking forward to when he's fighting next, if I'm being honest. And I'm sure the US fans are, are crying out for him to be the guy to 
to, to take over and become the big uh, American heavyweight that they always crave. Of course, uh, American heavyweights haven't been great for quite some time now. They've had Wilder there, but there's not too much outside of that. So someone like Jared Anderson coming through, that, that, that's going to be very exciting for all those American fans. We've got a bit of praise coming uh, for Fury on here. Of course, big win for him last night. Another uh, strong performance. We've got, uh, he's the best heavyweight I've seen since the young Mike Tyson or Larry Holmes. I think there's been a few others since then. Lennox might, <laughs> might not agree with that. <laughs> I think there's been a few others since then, but at the same time, listen, he's going he's yeah. going along the way and we spoke about him matching up in past areas and so on. And with his size and his style of fighting, it'd be an awful fight for anyone. Let, let's be honest, Dave. Without saying he's going to beat all of these guys if, if, he, if he fought them in their areas, he's going to be, a, he would be a problem for any of those. And, uh, Fury, nowhere near his best, but what a fight. I think we've got to give credit to both guys there. I think Fury, he, he, he took that first round to get going, but I think once he got going, he looked good. And of course, he got a bit complacent in that fourth round while the court with that nice right hand coming in. Uh, but I think from that point on there, he controlled the fight. So listen, if Fury not his best is that good, it sort of tells you how good he is. And I think the more we see Fury fight, I think the more we're impressed with him. Um, and we just know he, he, he's going to be a tough man to beat. And I, I can't see him being beaten. I can't see him being beaten. I would not be surprised, Dave, if, if he retired unbeaten. So, yeah, and, and he mentions that Jared is all they've got. Uh, well, listen, he, they've got a few others, but he, he's the he's the exciting one they're looking at. And listen, they need someone coming through in that American scene. They need someone coming through. So if Jared Anderson's going to be that man, then, then fair play to him. Because when you look past... Behind Wilder, who they got? You got Michael Hunter. We haven't really seen enough of him at heavyweight to really see how good he's going to be up there. Of course, he's had a few good uh, performances. He was unlucky not to get the win against Povetkin, of course. But then he's moved over to Triller, and we're seeing what's gone on with them. So, what's happening with Michael Hunter's career? I don't know now. So, yeah, there's not much else there on the American heavyweight scene. So. It'd be good if Wilder sticks around, but based on that as well, I'm sure um, the American fans still want to see him in there. But yeah, not much going through there. But Dave, on to let's look at a bit of the UK boxing in terms of the cards last night. So of course we previewed uh, Fowler and Smith last week. Um, we said it was a must win for both, and I think it certainly was a must win for for Smith at this stage of his career. Be lost to a, a, a level of fighter like like Fowler. Where does he go from there? And and for Fowler, uh, it, it's a must-win in terms of progression, but not a must-win in terms of his career. There's still loads of domestic fights for him. We've seen Cheeseman beaten. Fowler and Cheeseman, still a good fight. There's still other guys there that, that they could go on and fight. He might even want to take on Williamson, who's just beaten Cheeseman and so on. So there's still good domestic fights for, for Fowler there. But I think it's clear to see now he's not going to go past British level, is he, Dave? No, uh, definitely not. I never really had too much high expectations of him. Obviously, you hear things coming from the gym and people have worked with him and he had a good amateur pedigree, but he just never showed anything on the professional scene to suggest that he could go to the world level. And I think Fitzy exposed that when he beat him. And last night he started well. That first round I thought he'd started well, but you're questioning how much Liam Smith is putting into a first round. He's not the fastest starter. We know that. He's feeling Fowler out to see what type of fight Fowler wants to go ahead with. And it was clear that Fowler was going to be the mover boxer. He cut Liam Smith early. He had every opportunity to build on that. But for me, he looked like he was very nervous in there. He looked a bit rigid. 
was a big step up for him compared to what he's been Yeah, saying. yeah. I didn't like the look of him on the scales either. I thought he looked very gaunt, very dry in the face. He didn't look good at what he is a big 154 fighter. So is that taking its toll on him? Maybe he needs to step up to 160. But even all that in mind, I don't I don't think he's bursting onto the world scene in any division. He he can be a great addition to the domestic level if he wants to pursue that. But other than that, I don't see him getting to the heights that many, well, people around him thought that he might do. Liam Smith was great, don't get me wrong, took nothing away. Big Paul Smith might have got a bit carried away when, when Fowler dropped. It's not nice to see that, but the brothers emotionally involved, very emotionally involved in that fight. And and, and I'd like to see Liam Smith go, and he's got one more shot really at the top level, hasn't he? So let's see what he can do. As we mentioned before, that 154 division is wide open for someone to come and shock the world. And, and Liam Smith could very well do that. You know, he, he performed well against Mungia, arguably Kerbinov, got battered off Canelo, but let's face it, you're not, you know, you're not out the game if Canelo beats you. It's just, Canelo's just a, a fantastic fighter. With the way the, the world level scene at 154 is looking right now, Liam Smith very well belongs up there and I'd like to see where he's going next. Yeah, I think we knew he was above domestic level anyway, Dave. It's just about motivation levels now as well with him, isn't it? It's going into fight someone like Fowler. It was a big fight in Liverpool. If he would have got in there overconfident and got complacent and, and somehow managed to lose that fight, there, there wouldn't been there wouldn't have been many places for him to go. But yeah. now, listen, he can he can kick on and try and get that one last title shot at the back end of his career. And, and good luck to him. And like I said, for Fowler, look, domestic level fights are the way for him. It, it, again, it, that might take a hit for him. He he might not be as fully motivated as he has been, knowing that he's not going to be able to take those progressions in his career. So it'll be interesting to see there. But another man who fought last night was Ted Cheeseman, Dave. Now, I messaged you during the fight and I just said, you've got to love watching Cheeseman because regardless <laughs> of whether the man wins or loses, you know he's going to be in an absolute scrap. And he was in an absolute scrap last night. And obviously it didn't end well for him. But listen, I love watching Cheeseman fight. He's one of those guys. He's not the best boxer in the world but he's going to bring entertainment. And we definitely see that. And he does have massive balls, as Charlie Burley's just said there, Dave. And he, he's willing to go to war in there. And I saw him, him put out a message on social media earlier. And he, he knows where he's at. And, and it's great that he does. He He's had his troubles outside the ring. He has his gambling issues after yeah. he lost to Garcia and so on. But he's he's worked hard on those sort of things outside. And he's come back and he's got a few good wins under his belt, been in some exciting fights. And I think he knows sort of level he's at and he's going to stick around that British level and he's still going to be a good opponent for some of these guys and if it's Cheeseman against Fowler you, you would imagine that's going to be a decent scrap as well Dave so on the British uh, British scene around that 154 division there's some good domestic battles and I'm sure Cheeseman's going to play his part in there because he's a good watch ain't he Dave? Yeah, he is. He's seen Sam Eggington, what, two, three weeks ago now, and he was in the fight of the year candidate. And, and that's one of the first things that I said after the fight was, Ted Cheeseman's from the same mould. He's just a bit more fragile around the whiskers, which he is. Eggington's much better at absorbing punishment, which I don't know how high, highly you hold that in regard for a boxer, but you can punch Eggington all night and he barely budges. Cheeseman fights the same style, but he can be caught. I thought he was performing well last night. I felt the fight was slowly drifting into his favour. Well, like Williamson, like the pace, the, the style of the fight had started to take its toll. I'd always expect Cheeseman to come out the trenches better off, but Williamson was going in the trenches. I thought his arms were starting to look heavy, starting to look tired. And then that knockout, that was a 
it was a good knockout. It was, you know, it wasn't just a knockdown and Cheeseman just couldn't get up because he, he just felt like there was no point getting up because the fight wasn't going his way. He was out. He was out. And like Charlie put there, it's not a long career. You, you know, you gotta you got to balance the risk. You don't go in there and keep, I want like Cheeseman to go in there and keep getting knocked out like that and, and end up, you know, it's, a, it's an unforgiving sport. We don't want to see that, but... He, I've spoke to him before. He's such a nice lad. He, he gives everything, like you said. He's had his demons. He's overcome them, and he's just a pleasure to watch. But let's not you know, too often go in with, with big shots like that. It's not good for anybody. No, definitely not, David. It, it's not. It's going to shave a few years off his life. That's for sure, Dave. Yeah. But a few people last night, Dave, would have been in absolute heaven, particularly on UK boxing Twitter. Now, a few a few people that get a lot of stick on UK boxing Twitter, Anthony Fowler, uh, Shannon Courtney, and obviously Deontay Wilder. And, and, and those three losing, two of them by KO, of course, and one losing her title um, on the scales and then obviously getting beaten, not really accepting it after. Um, it's a bit wild on, on, on boxing Twitter at the moment, isn't it, Dave? Because... People are going to be jumping up and down with some of those results, aren't they? And obviously, for those guys, they have to go back on their social media platforms. They're, they're, they're best to take a break from that, aren't they, Dave? Especially Shannon Courtney and Anthony Fowler. Yeah, there's some unforgiving people out there. I almost put a tweet out saying, you know, Fowler, he, 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 you could see he came up short, but he gave a good showing of himself. We never, ex- I never expected him to win. You didn't. Uh, and to question why he's, he's not liked, I don't see anything specific that he's done for him to be disliked to the level he is. He gets so much shit. Obviously, he's constantly pushing his product out there. And it does, I, I did up muting that word CBD because I don't want to see it. He's constant, he's persistent, and he just drives you mad. I want to see boxing on my timeline. But Shannon Courtney's got a history of old tweets that have been dug up and, and they, they're not nice tweets. There's two ways to look at it. She was young, she was stupid, and and she probably regrets it. But at the same time, she gives you nothing to like her for. After that interview, it was the most awkward interview I've ever listened to. The world and his dog knew that you got outboxed. Yeah, you landed some big shots, but ultimately, she, she outlanded you, she outscored you, she won the fight. She sat next year. She'd just become a world championship after a life that many of us could never imagine fucking battling through. Give the woman a props. Let's say, great fight, you know. You fucking, we went to the trenches and you come out on top. I can't wait to do it again. Have a bit about you. Nobody's going to like you if you're that sour that you can't even congratulate that fucking woman next to you. Just give everything in, in a foreign country to come and walk away with that title. It's just so hard to like somebody like yeah, that. Yeah, it did. It obviously did nothing for a character um, approaching it like that at the end there, Dave. Like you said, just accept it. Give give your opponent a bit of credit and just take some self-responsibility, Dave. You've not made weight. You've not put in a good performance. You've just got to take a hard look at yourself and... Listen, if, if, if you want to come back and you want to win people over, you've got to do that by putting in the work. Come back, make weight, put in a good performance, work hard. And, and listen, people will respect that. But I think it's the way she goes about it sometimes. She, she doesn't do herself many favours yeah. and stuff like that's not going to go any way to earning herself any more fans, Dave. But listen... I'm going to have to call it there, mate, because I yeah, am absolutely shrugging. Peering <laughs> under my eyes, mate. I've had about an hour's sleep after all of that last night. So I think I need a few hours 
afternoon nap, Dave. But um, it's been a pleasure as always. Yeah. Um, of course, we're going to be back uh, with the podcast this week on Tuesday. So I look forward to that. Um, and some quality fights coming up over the next few months to preview, Dave. Most importantly for me, Crawford against Porter. I cannot wait for that one, as you know, Dave. So, listen, thanks for everyone listening. Uh, thanks to anyone who, who, who sent a message in, in the chat. And thanks to anyone who's going to watch this video, uh, video back afterwards. Uh, but take care and, and we'll see you soon.